What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And I am the motherfucking CEO. It has been a minute since we've had a full-length podcast, and today we are going to make your vaginas wet with a long, long, long podcast. Moist. Moist. You got a wet vagina, don't you? Right I know now, you do yes. right now. Yeah, yeah that I can tell. Me I can see all over your fucking face, weirdo. <laughs> As always, I am joined by my co-host Vaughn, Vanilla Ice, Vaughn the Impaler, DJ DJ God. What is up, dude? I feel like it's been forever. It I feel like been... we need to write letters now to each other. <laughs> we should. You know what? I have a friend whose friend is Nelly. You know Nelly? Yeah, everybody's got a friend that knows Nelly, dude. Right, right. But Nelly's We're actually in St. Louis. Nelly's actually in St. Louis, and I really feel like it's destiny that I meet Nelly and that we start a band called Von Nelly Ice. Oh, you're good. a fucking savage. I'm, I'm savage. You're a savage. <laughs> now, what are you going to sing about when Nelly's talking about banging all these bitches? And you, what are you going to talk about? That's a good question. Slapping people around with the Bible, I guess. That's I right. Know. Bible yeah. slapping them? Yeah, Bible slapping them. It's kind of yeah. like a pimp slap, but with yeah, the it's Bible? it's kind of like the pimp slap, but it's Bible slap. <laughs> Guys, we have an awesome show for you today. I am so excited to have one of my good friends on the show as a guest. Ed Milet is here. He's in the house. He's in the flesh. He's looking buff. <laughs> buff with the stuff. What's going on, brother? Good to be here, man. Excited about it. Yeah, I am too. Thank you for making the trip, man. My pleasure. Yeah, it's... uh. You know, I've been wanting to do some stuff with you for a long time. Officially, this is going to be great. Uh, you have an awesome story. And what we do here, and I don't know if you've listened to too many episodes. I'm I sure have. you have because you're have. a prep expert. Yep. I can already tell that about you. Yep. Um, we try to like, we don't try. We do show people what it really takes to succeed. And so what I'd like to get into right away, man, is just let's talk about, you know, what do you do now? And then we'll backtrack. So okay. tell everybody what you do. <clears throat> well, I'm the, I, I run my own financial services company. Let me amend that. Okay. I'm a, I help run a financial services company. Okay. It's not mine. Um, it's a large financial service distribution company. It's called World Financial Group. Right. And so I help uh, lead and run that with a whole bunch of other people. So I'm a part of that company. And then I speak. So I speak and I've got my social media presence too. I coach people, try to show them how to get better in their lives and their body and their, you know, and their finances, all of those kinds of things. And so I spend a lot of my time doing that now and, you know, and a lot of my time running my financial business too. That Dude, yeah. you got the voice for, for podcasting, man. I know <laughs> you guys you. are going to make comments about Ed's sexy voice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Until they look at me and then it all goes away. Hey, you know, you know what? <laughs> What's that saying? You got a face for radio? Yeah. Thank you, man. I get that that. a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, bro. Dude, um, so you and I connected through a mutual acquaintance uh, slash friend, Grant Cardone. That's right. We both like Grant a lot. Uncle G. Uncle G's the man. We're both speaking at 10X. Yep. That's going to be exciting. Fired up about that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, uh, you grew up as an athlete like I did? Yeah. Baseball guy? I grew up as a baseball player, yeah. I thought that's probably what I was going to do all my life. In fact, you know, I had little businesses on the side. Leo and I talked about this. I had a baseball card business. I had an auto detailing business. I had always this sort of entrepreneurial streak in me. Yeah. But it really wasn't that. I always just wanted to win. Always yeah. wanted to compete. And so I never really thought, you know, I would do anything other than play baseball. I went on and played at college. I had a chance to play a little bit after that. And just for a whole bunch of different reasons, I didn't work out. So for like a lot of people, man, my first big dream ended 
Right. You know, and so that was a real turning point in my life. I was like trying to figure out what the hell I wanted to do with the rest of my life because I really never thought about doing something else. Right. Yeah. It's funny, though, because you were already kind of falling down that entrepreneurial line. Yeah. Uh, without really realizing like that that was what you were meant to be. Yeah. it's re- Wow. That's really true. Like I, my calling was this other stuff. But right. it's like I think a lot of people are this way. I played. A, I love the sport. Right. Like I fell in love with doing it. But I think there's a lot of people out there this way, too. It's like you almost play like a character that other people made you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. so a lot of people do that their entire life. They become right. this character. What you're supposed to be. They're supposed to be. Right. Like they're this person. I was I was supposed to be a baseball player. I think it took on its own momentum, even past my love for it, you know? And people out there do that all the time. They're this person, their parents or their friends or everybody else thinks they're supposed to be. And a lot of people end up dying that way. They go their whole right. life right. never actually playing or being themselves, right? So right. I was faced with that. It's like baseball's over. Like who the hell am I? What am I really going to do, you know? And in hindsight, I did. I had this streak all the time where I wanted to be in control of my time. I wanted to win. I, I wanted to be free, right? All that was sort of in the back of my mind. And so it was a gift. It ended, and I'm like, wow, who am I really? Like, what do I want to spend the next 80 years of my life doing? And then I fell into what I'm doing now. So when you were when you were young, did how, tell me about how your family was. Were, were you guys wealthy? Were you guys poor? Were you yeah. in the middle? Like I come from the worst place, I think, yeah. where you do too. I, I came from the middle. Yeah. And so I've always thought this. I think if you grow up really wealthy, there's some downsides of that because you can grow up soft or right. you know, entitled, but you also you see winning. Right. You see success. Yes. You kind of know some of you can model some of that behavior. If you grow up really poor, you really know what you don't want. There's a lot of pain, a lot of misery. You go, this is not what I want. You can make that decision. The middle's hard because it's average, right? And so everybody always talks about okay. comfort too. It's okay, yeah, but it's, it's not great. It's not great. It's comfortable, but it's not exactly what we want. Yeah, exactly. And like, so when you're poor, you know, you grow up and you never see success or you never know winning dude a lot of people who grow up poor never know one person who's a millionaire mm-hmm. think about that man really you and i that's who like that's our whole circle like yeah. every single person i hang out with basically uh or so talk true. to right but man i can remember a time where i i didn't know any Me you know too. what i mean and Me and i think you know coming from the middle is a difficult spot but it's also a good spot because you know, you see a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You do. You and know? it's funny. My dad was really hardworking, dude. Like my hero, my model, all right. that stuff. And so I knew what hard work was. And also when you're in the middle, you got friends in the bottom and the top. Yeah. You know people in the other places, yeah. right? So I'd meet guys once. My dad go, hey, this guy's a millionaire. You know, right, I'd right. meet him and I'd see how they walked and how they talked. And But in my house, we never talked about those things, at least where I grew up. Like we never talked about winning or being wealthy we didn't take lots of vacations. We just sort of loved each other as a family. Right. But like for a lot of people, it <clears throat> looked good on the outside. But in my house, my dad's now been sober for like 30 years. But my dad had a real alcohol problem. I was a, you know, what right. I, I call sometimes a raging alcoholic. So there was dysfunction and stress and concern and all kinds of crap going on behind right. those walls the of my mo- house. The, the, the America dream, right? That's exactly right. Man. Yeah. But I was in the neighborhood. My, all the other kids were afraid of my dad. Yeah. They'd hear my dad yelling because it's, you know, suburbia. So eight houses down, you knew when my dad had had a couple too many drinks because yeah, yeah. you could hear, he had my voice yeah. except mad and drunk, yeah. right? So like for the whole neighborhood knew when Mr. Milet had had too many beers, yeah. you know? So I did have one of those, I, but that served me too because early, I have three little sisters early Often I was the man of the house, right? Yeah. Often I had to grow up sooner. I didn't, you know, I had to take some responsibility for not just me, but other people when I was really young. So it was middle class, but I'd call it like dysfunctional middle class, which most people listen to this. You got someone in your family who screwed up. There's a Dude, drug addict. Know, there's an alcoholic somewhere in your family. You, you said something real pro- profound in that, in that whole description mm-hmm. that I want to point out. You said 
that that served you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want to point that out. You're not going to find somebody. And by the way, um, and Ed won't say this because he's a humble guy, but he's very, very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Ed lives uh, on Laguna Beach, oceanfront property. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a hundred acre estate in Idaho. Mm-hmm. You've got all kinds of toys. You've got a whole, the whole, the whole deal. I mean, this isn't like, this isn't, when he said help run a company, he's being modest. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, This is a very, very, very successful man, much more successful than I am. This, this dude is killing it. And so you're never going to have somebody who's killing it the way that Ed has say, oh, well, my dad was uh, an alcoholic and it, you know, it crippled me and blah, blah, blah. Mm. No, you heard what he said. It Mm. served me. It taught me. It showed me what I needed. And dude, that is just so powerful to hear because, and I think people miss that message. You know what I mean? They, they miss that. Well, it's not, and you know this too, you and I were talking about this earlier, but it's not the events that happen to you. It's the meaning you take from them. Right. right? Like that sounds corny. You know, Tony Robbins and I talked about this and he has this saying and it's true. I never knew I did it, but he always says, he goes, my overriding belief is things happen for me, not to me. Right. And I, I didn't know I thought that, but that's actually how I responded. Right. Right. Like, and that's a huge factor. It's like, Things are going to happen to you in your life. The meaning you take from them. You and I were talking about one of your stories. There's like the meaning you take sets the entire freaking direction for your life. Right. right? And so my dad's stuff, that situation, if that stuff doesn't happen, if I don't have an alcoholic dad, if I I guarantee you I'm not where I am now. I had to make some choices early in my life as a young guy that I know served me to this day. And so even now when stuff happens, and you and I have real lives, stuff's happening. My dad's real sick now. You and I have talked right. about that. My dad's got cancer. It's like I'm trying to take the right meaning from it. And, and one of the meanings is I'm enjoying more. I take my time with my dad way more seriously. I enjoy it way more. I'm more present with him than if he were healthy. Right. right? And my own mortality, my own health, I'm more grateful for and aware of time with my own kids. And part of that is the benefit, oddly, of my dad being sick now. Right. It's so weird to say, but it's true. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's, but that is, I have not met, I have not met a self-made, quote unquote, financially successful, because I use success, uh, I, when I say success, I don't, a lot of people think just money. I don't, right. I don't think that. Me either. I think it's just money as an aspect. So I, I like to say financially successful. Yep. I have never met a self-made financially successful person that doesn't, Learn that doesn't understand the power of perspective when it comes to the challenges and the things that happen to us and mm-hmm. how to learn from them. It's alchemy, dude. It's like, yeah. you know, it's take take whatever the shit life gives you and turn it into something that can help you. 100%. Yeah. It's like, it's a, uh, it's just here's the thing, man. You and I talked about this earlier today, too. Every, you take responsibility. Like, you yeah. own your life. Like, this is yeah. your deal right here. So you can't look outside yourself for all the answers and you can't look outside yourself for blame. It's like, this is my show. It's my run. It's my life. I got to own it. I got to be in charge of it. And I'm not going to allow things that happen to me to ruin my life. Too many exactly. people let circumstances. A one-minute circumstance ruin a 60-year life, right? right? Or a, a stage you're going through, a problem you're going through, literally dictate the course of your life so that when they bury you someday, you end up never meeting the dude you could have been because of some crap that happened to you when you were young or some divorce you're going through or a business setback. I'm not going to let events define my whole freaking life. Right. There's no way. Right, right. Yeah, man. It's, it's a shame, too, because I see so many people that – They've been through a divorce or a loss or a sickness or an yep. injury or something. Yep. Dude, one of my good buddies is going through this right now. Zach Miller, for, uh, tight end from the Bears. He tore his knee up real bad in a game, mm-hmm. and he's going through a, uh, <clears throat> you know, he, I, I, he, I know he's going through a mental, a yep. mental revelation, yep. so to speak, you yep. know. And uh, he's going to come back. He's going to be stronger. He's going to be better. But, you know, 
do when you have your whole life ripped from you and and and, yep. and questioned and challenged it takes a certain kind of individual to overcome that Cer- t- it takes a certain decision for sure right yeah. so like so your buddy that's, that's injured a, that's a good way to say it because like that it's not an indivi- a certain type of individual it is a certain type it's a of certain de- choice decision of it's a certain and the goal should be to become that type of individual got it yeah that's right like like so you're talking about your athlete buddy or even me so i was nowhere near that level of athlete yeah. but that ended I had to make a freaking decision. Like, okay, am I the guy who's going to talk the rest of my life about playing college baseball? Exactly. Am I the guy who caught my whole story is my past story? Right. Or is my story my future story? I, I Even when you meet people all the time, it's like, I, I used to be this. I've got a master's degree. I did this. Like, okay, that's the old story. What's the new freaking story, right? right. And I coach a lot of athletes, uh, current and former football players a lot of them are football guys hockey guys baseball guys and i watch them struggle when it ends like their dream they play 10 years in the big leagues or 12 years in the nfl and then you watch them in their 40s they gain a lot of weight many of them right they're lost because they haven't found their new story their new game right like you and i have you built this amazing company and are building it and i've done pretty good in mine too it's like but i'm always thinking about the new story my new version of me not what i did before not what happened to me and not even my successes before let me ask you this too because I had that dream as well. Like my dream was to play professional football. Okay. okay. I was a good baseball player. I was a decent football player. I was probably, I probably thought I was a lot better than I was. Me too. You baseball. know, but yeah. the reality of it is, is that I grew up thinking I was going to be that. Mm. And let me, let me see, see if you kind of thought the same thing. Um, I'm extremely thankful that that didn't work out. Mm. Me too. Because I am in a far better position financially than I would have been had I been that. Oh, brother, me too. You know and what I'm I, saying? I, I, I honestly can tell you, I count my blessings all the time yeah. that I got injured. I don't know that I would have made it had I not been injured. Right. But, and I just wouldn't wish, I want my life. Like, yeah. I, I don't want someone else's but, life. But, but and, I, and it's not I even a better of, life. I think I the see, entrepreneur's life's better. Dude, it is. It's when a I better see, life than yeah, a pro athlete's life. Way better. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, you. it's because of what you said. It's constant evolution. We don't get to a point where we say, oh, I've made it like, like, yeah. dude, do you ever get, do you get people like I get people to come to me and they're like, dude, congrats on all the success. You made it. Yeah. Do you get that? Like, I what, get that like, and when, I have no when, idea what they're talking me about. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what are you? I'm just like starting. Me I feel too. like I'm just starting. So do I. So and, do I. you know, it's, well, here's why. Cause you can be you when you're an athlete, you actually become a character. Yeah. Like literally you're playing this thing that everybody else, honestly, like before that everybody else thinks you are. And when that story ends, they're like, who the hell am I? Right. Whereas an it's an identity issue. Here, here, yeah, it's an identity. And here's the greatest thing about being an entrepreneur. The more you understand you and get to know you, the better entrepreneur you are. Entrepreneurship is more about self-discovery and revelation about the next version of you than any other thing you'd almost ever do in the world. Being an entrepreneur is actually the greatest personal development program with the highest possible compensation package attached to it of anywhere in the world. Far more of it as an athlete, far more of it as an actor and entertainer. An entrepreneur's journey of getting to be the best version of them, getting to know themselves better, far better experience in life than being a, I and mean, you and I both have this. We have lots of entertainer, athlete friends. I would not take their journey. I wouldn't either. Life. No I, way. I wouldn't either, man. I there's no question. I agree with that hundred percent. So dude, so you you realize you're not gonna be a pro athlete. Right. Now Probably what? other people knew it before me, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now what? Well, uh, you obviously go through a situation where you're like, "Oh man, this isn't going to work." Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be what I thought I was going to be. Yep. Depressed, down, moved back home with my parents, broke, living in the same room I grew up in with my posters from high school on the wall and yeah. my teddy bear from when I was 12 years old, and figuring out what the hell I was going to do. 
and having my family try to get me to be really realistic. So once that failure happens, then all of the people come in and go, okay, just stabilize, just be normal, just conform, right. just like do what everybody else does. Now it's time to be like us. Exactly. Right. We're gonna let's get let's get as quickly to average as we can. Right. Right. And so what ended up happening was, and they say that with good intentions they because love you. They're, they're, it's like. Look, we want you to survive. We don't want you to starve. Because right. they're thinking like worst possible stuff. Oh, Ed, you didn't make pro baseball. Now you're going to be homeless. Yeah, or you're going to fall know? off the cliff of life, right? right? Like literally. Right. And, and by the way, everyone should know that all your critics in your family, like people say, well, they, they love you. They're yeah. coming from a place they love you. They're, they're afraid you're They're changing. telling you what they perceive to be the safe thing. Yeah, and they they it's either they love you and they want you to be safe or they actually just don't get what you're doing yet, right? right. Like, d- don't take it so freaking personally, right? It's like, they love you, man. Don't worry about that. And when you go win, they'll love you even more. But what happened for me, just to answer your question, was one of my best friend's father, who I grew up with, was involved with the organization that I'm now with and said, hey, man, I think I can give you a shot. You'll start part-time, which a lot of entrepreneurs do, but here's the upside. These are the things that could happen in your life. And so, like thousands of other people got involved at the same time as me, but I was just young enough, just dumb enough, just coachable enough, just stupid enough to actually believe all of it you was possible. You could be the best. I right. believed it. And then all of the athlete stuff served me. Right. Because I'm an undersized athlete. I'm not super gifted. So all the stuff I already had, getting there earlier, busting my ass, outworking everybody, competing like crazy, being really coachable, like do this exactly this way. I'd be like, okay, I'll do it exactly that way. I'd have my own ideas, my own version at that time. I had a good coach at the time. And so I, you know, I knew right away. Now I sucked. I made like eight grand the first year. I made like 40 grand the next year. And even when I was doing well, this is the other thing entrepreneurs have, you feel like you're faking it. So even when I was making a hundred grand a year, everyone's like, oh, you're rich, you're loaded. I'm like, I'm pouring 150 back in my freaking business, man. And ask ask anybody who makes a hundred grand a year if they feel rich. They're broke. The answer is always going to be no. They're broke. But your, your buddies are like, hey, you're balling, brother. You're a yeah. hundred grand. I'm like, I'm actually more broke at a hundred grand than I was at eight grand because now I've taken on more responsibility. Right. I got a bigger facility. And so that's the other thing. It's like, even when you break through the broke stage right where you're like okay i'm no longer i could actually eat food now on my own without having to borrow money from people but then it's actually worse for a while you go through that next stage where it's a complete faking it stage where it's like i'm in more debt i was more broke i was struggling even more well it felt like i was doing well and, and that's the where frustration is super high because you see what you're making but you don't get to fucking spend any of it you got it <laughs> yeah you got so it. like it's demoralizing dude i just went through a period of two years like three years ago where i didn't get fucking paid once right and that was like three, that wasn't even that long ago. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? And yep. I'm pissed. Yep. Tyler, you remember that. Yep. Remember how pissed I was when I came in here every day? Yep. All you motherfuckers were lazy, and that's because I couldn't get paid. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. No. Now, I can't, you guys didn't see, but I just winked at him. He did, he winked. Yeah. I saw the but, wink. But Tyler liked that too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but it's like, it's actually true. Like, that's the next thing entrepreneurs need to know. It's like, hey, then you're actually going to get to a place where everyone else thinks you're doing good, and inside you're like, I'm still totally broke, yeah. right? There's that phase. And, for most people, their will to win can be bought. So like immediately when they go broke, you can buy them out with failure, they quit. But then the next level, we're like, okay, you're doing pretty well, but you're still broke. You can be bought then. It's like, wow, this isn't what it was cracked up to be. This isn't why I made all these sacrifices. And you start rear view mirroring, I call it as an entrepreneur. You're like looking back, all I've gone through, all the sacrifices I've made, all the things I've done, nothing. and look where I am. Yeah, right? And, then and the truth quit. is, you just haven't been doing it long enough. You haven't been doing it long enough. That's yeah. what the, story, the moral of the story for both of us is like length of time doing it, right? So then today, that was the big shift for me is like even listening to you, it's like, wow, it made me feel okay because I went to that stage too. And I just endured past that stage. I kept getting better. I kept working. I kept finally starting to stick away some money. 
And then the big thing I did when I was young, I saved money, man. I did not try to impress everybody with my stuff back in the day. Right. I didn't want to look rich. I wanted to be rich. Yeah. And so I stacked it and stacked it and stacked it. And, and man, you're I, still not a big stuff guy. I mean, I'm not. I, yeah. well, all, any stuff, if you ever see me on Instagram or social media, here's the good news. If you see me with some stuff, I own it. Yeah. There's no debt, no mortgage, yeah. no lease. My jets, my house, my cars, my boats, the whole but what stuff. I can, I can just tell from being around you. Like, it's not. It's like, we went I, down and looked at my cars. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's cool. But it's yeah. not. Well, you and I talked we're about past it. it. We're past it. Yeah. past it. Like, I think that's a phase, especially young yeah. men go I, through. I'm always going to love cars, but it's not like Look, it's not like it was to me three, four years ago. I would still rather drive one of your Lambos than a Volkswagen. Right? Exactly. There's no question about it. I'd rather right. fly in a private jet than, you know, Damn right. take a big wheel somewhere. Okay? Yeah. So what, about, oh, what about a Camry, though? Not, well, you're talking about Camrys. You're starting to sell me on this. I, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're good, yeah. good quality like, four-door family car. It is weird, though. Like, <laughs> once you've had some nice cars... You ever go get like a rental car? So yeah. I was down at playing golf a couple weeks ago, and I rented a Hyundai, and it was like it was such a weird deal. It's funny, Dude, weird feel, deal. Like I feel like go karts. It did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it just you feel every bump. But it's like my whole identity started to change a little bit. It's like I'm just kind of used to some nice crap. So I'm not a stuff person, but I am kind of accustomed to yeah. having things that I like. Yeah. But that stuff wears out, man. The stuff that juices me now, and it does you too. Like is real. Honestly, man, I like seeing other people's dreams happen, moving other people to the next level. That has never worn out. No. So stuff wore out, money wore out. Um, a recognition wears out, significance wears out. It's like getting in a, it's like getting in a, 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 a hot tub, right? Like when you first try to get in a hot tub, it's super hot. You're like, oh, I can't get in. You got to ease your way in. And once you're in for a while, it's just the way things are. Yeah. And so when you start to make money and you start to have success and you drive a nice car, live in a nice house, you have friends who are successful, it becomes just the way things are. Just it. like it's like for you, your life is how it is. You're right. And you're normal. So like, that's that's what it's like. It's well, no different yeah, than it's relative. Uh, it's a re, it's all relative. Yeah. Exactly, it is relative. No. But serving other people, it like never con- gets old. Contribution doesn't get old. Like significance, all of it gets old. For some reason, man, contribution. I, like, and it sounds cheesy, but I know my calling in life is to serve other. I think everyone's calling in life is to serve other people. But finding the coolest how thing, to serve, founding yeah. how. When you find out how, which is this form, the stuff you and I are doing, it's like, man, like it's not work. I'm juiced. I'm energized. Right. I'm thinking about it all the time. I never get tired of it. And so that's like, my, for now, I want to spend the next 80 years of my life doing that. That's yeah. what I want to do. Go, Dude, you're great real, at it. Ba- real quick, back to uh, you know you putting all the money back into your business. So mm-hmm. you sound like you're, you're kind of like me to where I have to have my back up against the wall mm-hmm. in order for me to progress to that next stage. Yeah. yeah. So like, like Andy and I had the conversation before we got my place because... I'm, Tyler just bought a brand or got a brand new penthouse apartment. So I had, yeah, that's but awesome. I did that Good in order you. for me to like not get comfortable again because yeah. I got that raise and I was with my old place and I could have mm. easily just you know skated along. Yep. Well, so I think there's a balance. Just to be to answer you honestly, for me, I think there's a balance between stretching yourself and putting unneeded pressure on yourself too. Because like financial stress can be a paralyzing force for people too it depends on how you're wired I, right? dude right. it 100 yeah. it, it depends on how you're wired yeah because like certain people have to have their backs against the wall yeah. certain people do better whenever they have security right they you do. know they've got they've got enough money in the bank to live for a couple years without without have like let's say you got fired today they can mm-hmm. live for two or three years yep. the, dude certain people will work harder than I certain agree. people will get lazy they get lazy yeah like i gotta like I, and this maybe doesn't sound like winning thinking but honestly like i'm still i still I'm afraid of being broke. Dude. I don't want to be dude. broke. I, I, I'm, I'm more afraid of being broke than I am turned on by being rich. Honestly, I don't want to be broke. And so I'm a saver, man. Do you like, not find that? I find that to be true with every one of my friends who's ultra successful. They're yes. more afraid of losing than they love winning. Yes. 
I, yep, dude, I've experienced losing. I know what it's like to be yep. broke. I know what it's like to be like you who was listening right now and not know how to fucking pay the credit. Dude, I one, at one time I had $11,000 on my credit card debt that I was like, I was convinced that I was never going to be able to pay off. Mm. Like I was convinced. Dude, yep. now I take people to dinner and it costs eleven grand. I know. You amazing? know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, like, and now you're comfortable there too, yes. right? But do you ever still I still have fears of being broke. So Fuck like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I go, dude, my biggest I tell these guys in the office all the time because I am the, and I said this at our company meeting. We had our yeah. all company meeting on Sunday. I am the most intense driven motherfucker in this building mm. and I make the most money. Yep. That's not right. Yep. Like Dude, yep. the reason I'm like that is because I've literally experienced what it feels like to be completely broke and have no fucking options. Me too. And have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had no, nobody was there to hold me. Nobody was there. Like, if shit went bad, dude, I was fucking digging ditches or being homeless or whatever. Yep. And, you know, I hope and pray that that never leaves me. I don't want it to leave me either. Yeah. It's funny you say that because we both know this, but like, you have to figure out what type you are. Like, two things move people. Both move you, but one's more dominant. So like pain or pleasure right so does gaining pleasure move you more than avoiding pain or does avoiding pain move you more than gaining they'll both motivate you but you, most people one are is wired be as, one or the other for me it's avoiding pain yeah if you want to get you want to get me fit you don't tell me how great i look you go you're a fat ass right me like, too i see some fat on my abs yeah. i'm like right i want to yeah. avoid the discomfort of that and so that's a mechanism i leverage on myself every single chance i get and here's how you do it when you're successful you have to compare it to who you could be, not where you are. You have to constantly be chasing the next version of you. I'm obsessed with that. So I know what I'm capable of. I'm constantly envisioning that. And so I freaking hate where I am. Dude. I hate where I am. Malcolm X said, that which you don't hate, you will eventually tolerate. And so for me, that's my form. If I start really loving where I'm at, I start tolerating it. And you always get what you'll tolerate out of life, right? So I, I'm working all the time. It's harder and harder when you have a little bit more cheddar, but I'm constantly chasing this next dude, this next me. And so I don't like the dude I'm with. I love that. You just said I'm chasing this next dude. Yeah. Cause we talked about this down at the, mm-hmm. at the, uh, uh, at my office slash man cave, whatever you want to awesome, call it. The, the for seller. Yeah, thank you. The what? The for seller. The for seller. Ooh. Like a seller. All these names you guys the have. For seller. I love that. Dude. That's what he pays me. He pays that me. Is, with that's really why you're here, I DJ it. God knows what's up. <laughs> exactly. For a seller. Dude. So, uh, I, chasing the dude it's so funny that you say that because we were talking about a mutual acquaintance of ours mm-hmm. and you said to me mm-hmm. it seems like you guys have a love-hate relationship yeah. and i said yeah. no it's just we're competitive yep and it's okay to be friends with somebody and still be competitive with them absolutely you know i i want to be the fucking best absolutely like, and i know you do too of course I do. and if we're competing against each other yep i want to fucking beat you a hundred percent man but i still want you to win though i want you to win I, you, yeah. you took your you took your sweater off and i was looking at your guns i'm like shit Right, like I'm competitive. Like, hey, all right, I want to be the biggest you. bicep dude in the room. I'm yeah. like, this dude's gigantic. But dude, that will to win is so rare these days. It seems like, like it's, I don't know. Well, their will to win can be bought the other way, brother. That's why. So, like, you get your will to win can be bought when you fail. But here's the real deal: most guys sell out their will to win at some level. So, what's different about me? When you and say you, sell out, they're saying like, they okay, working. this is good enough. This is good enough. I'm done. I'm comfy. I'm gonna sit right. on my ass. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna do the grind anymore. I'm not gonna do the stuff that got me here anymore. Dude, like, but I fucking love the grind. So do like, I. But I love the uncomfortable. Na- like, I wish I could find ways to make me more uncomfortable. Me too. I'm constantly fighting it. Yeah. But what's different, and this is what people 
should hear is like, I don't think I could give you any amount of money to buy you out of making effort to getting better in your life, right? No. And it's not you, about money. That's but you got to decide that when you have none. Otherwise, there's an amount the world will write a check to you for where you'll quit. Me and I know we know all kinds of I sold my company when I was 35. I did, and they're done. These and, athletes, a lot of them, they're not all of them, but a lot of them are done. It's like I just made a decision as I started to do. Dude, get what are you going. gonna fucking do? Sit around all day and buy this fucking same watch over and over and the same car over and over and this dude i've done that shit that shit's boring they, and by that is what they think though like the dream i'm gonna live on the like i live at the beach people would be amazed at how little i'm on that beach <laughs> right like the amount of times my feet hit I that sand tell you, i will tell you this i'm fucking trying to catch you motherfucker <laughs> like dude i look at your snaps and i'm like damn that is sick yeah, like dude I'm going to catch you, too. Yeah, you... Well, but I'm just saying... Keep running, dude. Yeah. You just, hey, keep running. Give me something to run for. Right. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm yeah. trying to chase other I'm guys, too. I'm just saying too. you inspire me, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's and my I, way of saying that I appreciate what you've done because it does inspire thank me. Thank you, man. And yeah. you know this. Like, the reason I'm here is I've watched you from a distance and you've inspired me. I told you this earlier today. You have this ability, man, to say the most, and I love this about you because you come. we're both rare in this space that we both have companies and businesses and lives and have saved some real money. You know, you're so humble about yours. I try to be too. I mean, you're this. You're one of the great, you are, man, I'm not struggling. You're one of the great American entrepreneurs and one of the great stories in the country, especially for dudes under 40 years old. Like, you're unreal what you've done. And then you constantly Thank pay you, it forward. Oh, it's just, you're just, your story's unbelievable. And it's just starting. Like, I'm, I know I'm talking to a guy who is going to be worth four, five, six, seven hundred million, going to be a billionaire someday. And when he's there, he'll still be paying it forward to all these people. But what's unique about you is your will to win ain't for sale. You just, there's, there's no amount of money I'll give you where you'll stop. I can tell. Uh, dude, I, <clears throat> I've, I've, ha I've, I've, it's hard for somebody who doesn't have any money to understand what we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Because we don't have any money. You're like, well, fuck. Andy lives a life, dude. He drives a fucking mm -hmm. different car every day for fucking three weeks straight. Pretty you nice know? cars you got. Yeah, man. it does whatever he wants. Flies private. Blah blah right. blah. But dude, it ain't about that. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's deep, way deeper than that. But we want him to get that. You and I were talking about this absolutely, earlier, right? Absolutely. And I told this to Gary. We, Gary and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. There's phases of motivation when you're young and you don't have any fucking money. Having a Lamborghini is the shit. Absolutely. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it is the shit. And so you should it. fucking I have one. I want you to have it. You should I have ten of them. You got it. It's fucking. There ain't nothing cooler than pulling up in front of a bar full of 30k millionaires and flipping the doors up and giving a fuck <laughs> you to everybody there without saying a word. That's cool shit. <laughs> That's a good walkout. Out of the car. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like walking up knowing that everybody else knows that I'm the fucking man. Absolutely. Okay. And if you think I'm insecure, guess what? I am. I, I don't am. give a fuck. Me too. But here's the deal. You need to experience that shit mm -hmm. because until you experience that shit, you will not understand how that making an impact is actually the better part of that because you'll always be chasing the, the, this, 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 the material shit. I like to talk about the material shit because I think it's important for a young man or a young woman when they can't afford to pay their fucking rent yep. to aspire to have shit. It's important. I right? had it everywhere. And here's Dude, the other thing. Did you grow up wanting cool shit? Of course. Yeah, like, and so by like the way, when you and it is cool. I don't ever you, you and I are both saying the same thing, which is huge. We want you to have this yeah. stuff. But by the way, here's one reason why. 
those things aren't success, but they're evidence of it. No, and, and if you ever want to pay it forward, other people. You got it. If, yeah. you, if people listen, one of the reasons people listen to me and you is we have evidence of our success. Right. So if you go, well, I really just want to be about helping people and making a difference. Well, here's the deal. No one's going to freaking listen to you yeah. unless there's some proof, some yeah. evidence. And unfortunately, we can't publish our bank accounts online. So sometimes these material things are the evidence we have to say, listen, I kind of know the way. I don't want you to have it too soon. Don't finance. Don't leverage. Don't go totally broke doing it. But the fact of the matter is this stuff is great, but you're going to wear out on it is what you're yeah, saying, yeah, which is yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. is. Dude, look, you ain't never going to, you will never see me not own a Lambo or a Rolls. I love it. Okay. It'll never happen. Yeah. No, okay. I fucking love rolling down the road in my fucking Rolls with my tattoos all over and everybody <laughs> wondering what the fuck I do. Okay. Me too. I love it. So, but I think the cool thing about the economy that we're in now versus, and you see, you're old enough to know what it was like before pre before internet. That's for sure. Okay. So I like the fact that we're in a situation now where there's enough consumer feedback that's quick enough to spread bad word of mouth about people that aren't mm. doing shit ethically mm. and reward people financially for doing shit the right way. Mm -hmm. And so when you say, Oh, I don't want money, but I really want to impact people. Well, if you impact people, you're gonna have fucking money. Of course. That's the reality. Okay. We talked about this uh, the, on your post, which was yep. awesome about Mother Teresa. Thank you. A lot of people were like, oh, Mother Teresa, she impacted more people, blah, blah. Well, you know what? She was also could have been one of the wealthiest women in the history of Earth because of the amount of donations that people gave her just for impacting people mm -hmm. that she then funneled into her charities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Impact is where the fucking money is. Mm -hmm. When you're sitting there trying to convince yourself that you want to buy a Lambo and you're going to go out and start this internet program and buy this program from some dumb fuck who hasn't ran a real company and then go make a quick thousand dollars, dude, you're not thinking about it the right way. Mm -hmm. How are you going to help people? How are you going to solve people's problems? How are you going to impact people? And if you can figure that out, the money will come. But don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't you agree? hundred percent, man. So when you, so, so when you started mm -hmm. in this company, yep. were you driven more by material success? I want to make millions of dollars mm -hmm. or cause I went through a phase where I figured this out. Mm -hmm. I went through a phase where I focused on the money. I didn't make any money. Yep. And then I focused on solving problems. I started to make money. Huge. Did you ever go through that? You just, you just nailed it. So what got my attention was the money was the money. Yeah. That's what got my attention. What got me to win, what got me productive was falling in love with the cause part of it of serving people, which is not easy when you're young no. to completely understand. So what got me attention- It sounds fucking bullshit. It, it does. Sounds like, it, sounds like a, it sounds like we're a couple of rich motherfuckers sitting around mm. making up bullshit stories, telling people like that, it, yeah. oh, oh, uh, like we're telling them idealistic shit. Like, oh, if you focus on the yeah. people, <laughs> you know, you'll make money so, instead of saying, hey- So toss all that out. I'll tell you why yeah. you need to do it. I'll yeah. just give you the flat out reason why yeah. you better fall in love with the serving people part because you ain't going to get a lot of money in the beginning. You're not getting a Lamborghini the first three weeks. Nope. So if the reason you're doing it is bling and money initially, and then you don't get it, you'll be gone. But you can immediately get the feeling of helping somebody. You can immediately get addicted to that. You got to so, have a passion for the process. You better. And, yeah. you, and and so it's not just even a oh a floaty you know philosophical rich guy thing. It's an actual how the hell you stay. That's right. What endures is your it's desire practical. to help, your belief, your passion for your product or what you do, the problem you're solving. Because you're not. If you're a good business person, you're going to be putting more money back in even if you're making it anyway so if your whole reason is money and bling and stuff 
you probably aren't getting a whole lot in that at the beginning, and you'll be out before you ever get it. That's so, why I see so many people that make a little bit, they start showing it, then they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. By the way, I love those dudes because I can compete against them and kick their ass oh, every yeah. day of the week. I yeah. know when I'm against someone who's just in it for themselves. I do too. Just in it for money. I'm like, okay, I don't even need to really worry about you because you're a flash in the pan. Yeah. You and I are talking about guys won't say their names, but even in this space, like I'm not really worried about that dude. Yeah. It's a flash you're, in the pan. You're a fad. You're, you're a fad. I'm going to be here today. I was here 10 years ago, and I'm going to be here 20 fucking years from 100%. now. 100%. Like the fir- even your company, even First Form, the first thing you and I talked about is we started to walk around here. I can't get you to talk about you because you're humble. You did two things that impressed me. A, you talked about each person in there, and what was awesome is you were edifying them and telling me great things about them, and they will never know you told me. It wasn't like it was on blast. You felt it. So it was about those people and serving them, and then the other part of it was the unique quality way you make the product, right? You're like, yeah. hey, let me tell you what's different. Like, yeah. this is why we're special. This right. is why I'm passionate about this. And I'm like, all right, that's why this dude's so successful. Right. That's why he's got 11 Lamborghinis, wherever the hell I just looked at over <laughs> there, right? I mean, the unbelievable collection is because that's the byproduct of you believing in what you do in people. Dude, look, man, I think any of us, anybody, the popular thing right now amongst Instagram-ers and the mm. young entrepreneurs is to become the quote unquote boss, all right? Mm. I fucking hate when people call me the boss. Mm. I hate it. I correct them. It, yeah, I'm not them. the boss. Yeah, I, I I'm a them, part I'm not, of the fucking team. Yeah, I tell them I'm not your boss. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a boss. I don't right. tell you when to fucking eat and when right. to take a shit and when to go to sleep and when, I am not in charge of you. I am here to inspire you mm. and show you the way. Mm. If you decide that sounds like a good path, then pursue that path. But if not, it doesn't hurt my feelings. You can go on to other career. My whole goal here for this company, which by the way, we are hiring, just putting that out there. Mm. My whole goal here is to take people and make them better. Mm. My goal is not to take people and keep them here. If it's not the best thing for them. Mm. My goal is not to have little minions around here that tell me how great I am. Mm. My favorite fucking people here are the ones that challenge me. In a genuine way. Yeah. In a genuine way. There's nothing worse than the guy who challenges you because he thinks no one else challenges you. I hate those motherfuckers. Yeah, he's trying to stand out that way. Get the fuck out of right, here. Right, right, exactly. I'll smash your face. Right. Okay? <laughs> what I like is people who genuinely disagree when I'm saying something that Me they too. think. I love if, that. Otherwise, there's no new ideas. Right. But we have a genuine culture here. Like, our people care. Our people care about what we're here to do. What we are here to do is to change the fitness industry to an industry that is inclusive of people who genuinely wouldn't feel comfortable going to a gym. Yep. My mom, who's 100 pounds overweight, she now feels comfortable to go to places that, that, that she wouldn't normally feel comfortable. Our culture is to, is to provide change, and all of our employees buy into that. They mm. understand that there's people out there that need help and have been lied to over and over and over again by other companies. Mm. And we all believe... That and we are a part of a greater mission, mm. and and so it's not me, the boss. Yeah, it's it's I'm here to guide the ship. Like I'm the guy standing on the fucking front of the ship that says, "Hey, turn a little bit to the left, otherwise we're gonna hit that fucking rock." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the dude, this ship ain't moving without these guys. So yeah. I value them highly. And, yeah, I, I relate to that because uh, even in my business, in the financial business, so that's that's why I struggle to begin with what I do. 
because yeah. I'm not in charge. I don't run it. I'm no one's boss. I don't own it. Like th those kind of things. But I am trying to guide it and keep it. Yeah. And I want those best ideas. But it's the same thing. Like and I'm not trying to brag on my business, but it's the same stuff with money. Like the most important thing somebody can have is their health. Yeah. But right behind it is actually <laughs> their money. Like most people don't know how it works. They don't understand how the process works. They don't have the right advice. No, and what, dude. And they've been told for generations because of the way that business used to be and there was no accountability that anybody who was rich is somehow bad. That's total bullshit. Yeah. Th okay. There's a culture politically that's been created in the country that way too. Which a thousand percent. The delay, but it's like, guess what? Uh, rich people pay most of the taxes. It's yeah. not that they don't pay their fair share. And rich people do a whole lot of good things. I Go fucking, to any charity I event. You I know. fucking love money. So do I. I love it. Well, and I, I know that's a, that's the against the Bible quote, the love of money, right? The love of money is the root of all right, evil. Right. But I, I don't believe that. I believe that you can love money because you can fall in love with what it can do for people and you can no, love no, no, it for no. that reason. You're, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You love money as a means, not an end. That's a yeah, big Yeah, I don't difference. love money. I don't love money to like look at my money. Right. Yeah. Right. You love, me I love money, money as a means. I love money because you can buy bling, motherfucker. Exactly. But I'm you love kidding. money as a means to what it can do yeah, to help Ed, Bill, people. his high... You, right. Did, we did something similar, right? Well, baseball fields yeah. for our high schools and stuff. That's the thing that people don't realize. Like, I've been happy poor, and I've been happy rich. Happy rich is way better. <laughs> it's way better. And then the other thing I can just tell you is, like, those of you that are Christians out there, I'm a Christian, and... You know, by the way, the, the part of the Bible that I think that that speaks to is actually that it's the worshiping of money over worshiping right. God, right? Not the exactly. love of it. Because, But i just tell you something. If you're a Christian out there, just ask yourself this question. If you're in any religion, right, do you think that God doesn't want his people being well-educated and happy and safe Dude, and secure? I say that all the time. Right? It's like, of course Dude, he does. Dude, that's the same argument I give to people. Really I say okay? to them, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, all right, so you're telling me you think money, that God thinks money is bad. Right. Because I literally sat in a church one time mm -hmm. at my brother's baptism of mm -hmm. his first son mm -hmm. and listened to this guy talk mm -hmm. about how no rich person will ever be to he go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, I'm sitting here like, dude, I drove my rolls up mm -hmm. there. You know, I'm wearing a $5,000 suit. Yeah. I'm like thinking I'm a fucking baller. And I'm right. looking at this motherfucker like, dude, I'm seriously considering ripping your fucking head off. Right. Right <laughs> like, do you know well, how hard I've worked? And now you're telling me. And, and anyway. It's the, a perversion of that scripture, by is. the way, that it people is. use. It's a perversion. It is. Yeah. And, in and, my opinion. You agree with that, Vaughn? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the only thing, and, and Andy knows this, and yeah. this is all I would tweak, is mm -hmm. that I think that there's a whole strain of thinking that would tell some, like you've you've posted before on your IG, Andy, uh, there, a picture of the little kid in Africa who barely has anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And it says, it puts you in perspective. Well, there are people out there that would say, well, see, that that kid, he, he doesn't have enough faith or he doesn't actualize his potential. That's mm -hmm. why he's in that situation. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. Okay, I, don't believe I think that, that sometimes there are people who just have hard situations. Well, here's oh, no question. You know what I'm saying, dude. And so that. I don't think that if you're if you honor God, you automatically are going to be given all this money. I think there's a lot of situations that that are different. But dude, if if you have a son, yeah, you you had a son, would you yeah. not want him to be financially successful? Oh yeah. Would you not yeah. want him to have financial abundance? Yeah, absolutely. Would you not want him to take that money? And turn it into good shit for other people. 100%. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I've not been to a church that doesn't accept tithing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so, right. No, and, Dude, and, that right. was the point of the story that right. I was just gotten, getting into. I believe it was, uh, I can't remember what episode it was on, but we talked about this. Right. This dude gave this whole lecture about, mm -hmm. about blah, 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 rich, and then turns around and starts asking for donations. Isn't that interesting? And I'm like, 
Yeah, it's a shame because I really strongly believe this. I think some of us that are people of faith that we go to churches and some of this is preached to us and we almost feel a guilt about being successful. I mean, people message me about this stuff all the time, right? right? Yeah. And what the what the what the scripture's really saying in my mind, we don't have to talk about scripture. It's really talking about the no, fact it's that interesting. You get the eye of a camel, the the Yes, that's exactly the story he told. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. What, what that's really speaking to in my opinion, and I don't need a bunch of messages to the contrary because it serves me to believe this. So don't message me about this if you disagree. <laughs> yeah. But it's really talking about the fact that this, and there is truth to this. The wealthier you become, the more successful you become, it's more difficult in the sense that there's more temptations that can come your way. And so it requires you to be more vigilant, more right. strong, as you have more access to more things. That's the warning that the scripture, I think, 100%. is talking about. I agree but with that. I agree with that. Is, the Lord, your Lord, whatever you believe in, I guarantee you he wants your family safe, secure, educated, prosperous, giving, contributory, and it's BS if anybody's telling you other than that. Well, Dude, here's, 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 the what danger, here's the danger in this. This is the danger. I am a huge advocate of the law of attraction. Whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it the universe, mm -hmm. whether whatever you want to call it. Me too. Your thoughts and your focus are going to become your life. You that it. is a fact. And here is the problem when people tell people this. They get afraid to say they want money. So they say things like this. Do you want to be successful? And they'll look at me and say, well... I want to impact people. I want to help people. The money's not important. Yeah. When in their heart, the yeah. money is important. Of course. And so what they're doing is they're sending a message out into the universe that says, yeah. I don't like money. Yeah. I don't want money. Yeah. I think money is a bad thing. And guess what's going to happen? Mm. You're not going to get any. 100%. We were, you and I were talking about Tony Robbins earlier, yes. right? And we were talking about the, one of the first things I mentioned to you is how he's constantly messaging that he's the, the feeding America thing that he does, feeding the world. It's like, hey, guess what? People get fed because of people that are successful. There's so many good things you could be doing if you just have a little bit more money and a little bit more access to different people. So please, if you get anything out Dude, of the release day, that it. Dude, release that feeling. Like yeah. if you have a bad feeling about money, figure out how to get over it. 100%. Money's great. You should love money because of what it can do for you and your life and your family. You don't have to drive a fucking Lambo. Like of, I, if, of course if, not. If it's off-putting to have material shit, don't have any. Right. But have the money and give it away. You got it. That's you right. know what well, I'm you saying? I, you and I know a bunch of guys. Like I have some... Some Dude, of I'm, my richest friends would not would, be caught dead in your Lambo no, or my Ferrari, right. right? Some of my richest friends, right. okay? But they're rich and yeah. they're good people and they, they make a difference yeah. for people. And at the end of their life, the rest of the world was better because they lived here. And one of the reasons is because of the reach they had because of money. And so if you want to make the world better, if that's your deal, it's hard to do in your one-bedroom apartment alone when you can't get anywhere or do anything. Dude, and it's I was, limited your influence. Dude, and I, I tell people... People this too man you have to be really careful with this when you see someone making money when you see someone successful when you see someone driving a lamborghini when you see someone who's doing something even if you don't agree with that they're driving a lambo it's not your thing you better not fucking hate on them because that hate is vibes it's going out in the universe Ooh, it's going great. in it's going into the fucking universe it's saying the same thing i said before it's saying you know what I hate money. You know what? I hate success. You know what? I hate I hate all the things that come with money. And you know what happens? You're broke. Let me say two quick things. Mm -hmm. So you're probably familiar with the parable Jesus tells about, the parable of the rich fool, of the course. guy that spends his whole life amassing wealth, amassing wealth. Yes. And then one night, God says, you fool tonight, you forfeit your life. Yes. But there's a super, super important word in there, and it's a very small word. He says, you're going to basically said to the guy, you die, you're going to go to hell. It's because you were rich in the things of the world, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you were not rich toward God mm -hmm. and toward other people, mm -hmm. right? So that key word being but, and I think people miss... It didn't say because. Right. Yeah. It doesn't say because. Mm -hmm. Be, and I think it's possible 
to to really honor God. If if that parable was rewritten, he says, "Hey, you're faithful. You're faithful because you were rich in the things of the world, and you were rich toward God and yeah, other people." And I think that makes a huge difference. But for what it all, what for me, what it all comes down to is one word: stewardship. And that is, if you have the potential and you have the ability to earn all that money and use it for good, you're being a good steward of the gifts that God has given you. And if you say, yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, this isn't mine, this is God's, I want to use it for how, how it's going to honor the world, then yes, earn as much money as possible. And that's not to say well, that you... don't you, have to give it all away either. Right, right, right. That's sure. not to say yeah. that you, you, you can't ever buy a Lambo or you can't buy, enjoy nice things. But for me, it's like, what... Dude, it, that's being a message. That's, dude, that Lambo is a message. That Lambo tell you know how many little kids come up to my Lambo and ask me what the fuck I do or how I got it? Right. Dozens. Right. Every time I get gas. Mm-hmm. Every time I get gas, I get people to come up and they're like, dude, that is so cool. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I started a business when I was this. I give them the whole story. I don't just like drive off and like ignore them. I tell them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that is awesome. And you know what? That is why I became successful because I had an experience like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I had an experience where I saw someone who was just who drove a fucking white Lamborghini, and, right. and, and I figured out, oh, hey, well, you know what? I kind of want that. That'd be kind of cool, mm. dude. Thousands of people eat because of that, dude. Yeah. I, I love the word you used, worship. Is right. is the money there so that you think, dude? That I know you, some. You're the, I, saw, you're I know the some center people of the universe. That worship the money. They're, they're wealthy and they worship money. They're fucking miserable. They're miserable right. people. Yeah. They're mean to people. They're yeah. miserable to people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't worship money. I mean, I never have even thought about it. Can I say one cheesy thing about this? That's yeah. gonna sound really corny for those people that do have faith. By the way, I think thoughts and prayers. I love how you said that. If you're a religious person, then thoughts are prayers. All of your thoughts are prayers, right? And if you're not a religious person, then it is how you think you materialize in your life. But if you are a person of faith, like of any type, stop checking God at the door everywhere. You you, you carry God everywhere in your life except in your business. So it's like all of a sudden you think it's just up to you. It's like I honestly think like these dreams you have in your heart. This sounds hokey, but it's too big. Bucks, no, dude, this is tattoos. this is reality, okay, dude. So here's my thought on that, just for people of faith. I think the dreams that you have of your life, the visions you have. They're not there by mistake. I think they were put there. And I think that, I think honestly, God's putting them there and he, and he knows you can't get there without him partnering with you. And I really believe God believes that for you to achieve your dreams, he put them there so it'll get you drawn closer to him. So if you are a person of faith, don't check God at the door, bring God into your business. Now I'm talking about talk about it all the time, but I, I just tell y'all, so I'm buff dude, tattoos, intense dude. I love great stuff, but I was on my knees this morning. I was on my knees last night. I pray for guidance and wisdom and favor. And I have God in my business. God's my number one business partner. I'll just tell you that straight up. I struggle with faith like everybody else does. But for me, my dreams were put there by God. And for me to get there, I need to get closer to God. And so just for me, I know that's not everyone in your audience that consumes this. No, no, no. But that's really my belief. What's cool cool too, and this works for me too, Mm -hmm. because I pray too. And like, I don't talk about it a lot, but I have my own personal beliefs. I don't either. You know, and I'm not, you know, embarrassed of that. It's Mm -hmm. just what I fucking do, you know? And, but your success personally Mm -hmm. Cause I can remember when I was dead broke mm-hmm. and I used to fucking pray mm-hmm. for, for success. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I always told God, I said, God, you make me successful. I will help other people become successful. Mm-hmm. I will help people. I will give money. I will do everything I can. Mm-hmm. I'm fulfilling that obligation. People ask me why I do certain things. Like, like for example, I love that Andy. Okay. What you just said. So, I so listen, that. so, so my friend, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say his name. My friend owns an auto detailing business. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going through some really hard times, like really hard, like closing his, he calls me and says, Hey man, uh, I got some car lifts, uh, that, you know, I don't, I, I don't need anymore. And I said, where are you moving? He's like, no, I got to close. And I'm like, you're not closing, bro. 
I'm like, what's the deal? And he's like, well, I owe 8,500 bucks. Okay, so I, I wire him 12 grand. I said, here's the 8,500, pay the rent. Here's, and by the way, if you ask me for fucking money, I'm not giving it to you, just so you know. This is a friend of mine. Your DMs are blowing this is my up fucking, right now. This is, this, I can tell you that. This is, a guy, this is a guy who has done things for me in the past, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. He's, he's connecting me with people. He's a reason why I've been able to get on this path. I owed him. Mm-hmm. I wired him 12 grand. The next fucking week, he fucking has an injury on his hand, okay? Oh, like a bad one. He cuts his fucking thumb off, all right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, on a table saw. The the so then he has to have surgery, has no insurance, no money. So I gotta wire him another fucking ten grand. Okay. He's like, Well, why are you doing this? He can't understand why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm fulfilling my obligation that I said I would mm-hmm. for the last twenty years. Right. Okay. And your the point I'm trying to make here, yep. you said you struggle with faith. There's been nothing that's solidified my faith me more, too. more than my own success. Me too. Because it's what I fucking prayed for. Right. Me too. I just, I'm just so clear about Intensely, that. Intensely, dude. Me too. I, and by the way, I love that you're saying that because I bet you most of your audience didn't know that part. And so when I say I struggle with it, I struggle with the balance of what we're talking about. Well, we would be, a, we would be extremely... With what my faith is. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I struggle with that balance that we're talking about between making sure that I'm staying uh, true to what my faith is and still growing and changing. It's just an... Aw- yeah. aw- oh, it's always a dude, balance. I, Life, right? Listen, yeah. man. Listen, <laughs> there's not a more harsh critic on ourselves than ourselves. That's right. That's you know what I'm saying. Yep. And yep. like the fact that you're questioning mm-hmm. that about yourself mm-hmm. says really good things about you. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. most people don't. They yep. they will get somewhere or they get something, and then mm-hmm. instead of saying, "Okay, God had a part in this," mm-hmm. they're saying, "Oh, I'm great." Yeah. They start believing their own shit. Right. Like, dude, I don't lay in bed at night and think. I did this. Me either. Right. Ever. And by the way, the few times I have is when I've had setbacks. And yeah. so I, I don't know if it's God getting saying, hey, I'm going to wake you back up, brother. But I've had that happen to me before. I'm surprised that we're gone in this direction. But that's hey, exactly true. I'm, I'm con- I made the same promise as you, except the other promise I made to, at that time is I said, if I do that, I'm going to make sure everybody knows where this really came from. And I'll talk about it regularly. Yeah. right? Because everyone knows I'm screwed up. I'm flawed. I'm a zoo. I can mess up like everybody else. And I want people to know that. I, I struggle with confidence. I yeah, struggle with all that Yeah, but that's great shit, stuff. though, because, dude... See, and that's the difference between you. That's why you're on this fucking show. And that's why we're becoming good friends. Mm -hmm. You are secure enough with yourself to tell people about your flaws. I try to do the same as much as I can because I want people to know I don't need your I don't need your praise. I don't need your compliments. Mm -hmm. I don't need you thinking I'm some sort of entrepreneurial God. Mm I want you to know that I am just like you because I want you to be inspired that you can be on this path and be successful. I don't need what some of the other guys need. I don't need everyone to think I'm amazing, right? I'm not amazing. I'm I'm not either. I have doubts. I have flaws. I got weaknesses. I got insecurities. And so I think that's so powerful. Thank you for being that way because Mm -hmm. this is what this space needs. Mm -hmm. We have too many people in this and I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, we have too not. many people in this space that want to be worshipped, yeah. for lack of a better word, mm. as some sort of genius. Yep. Entrepreneurs are not geniuses. They're mm. people who don't quit. They're people who can learn from their mistakes. Yep. And they're people who can endure. They don't have... Some people do have a little bit more of a skill set than, than what others do, just like anything. Like... You know, just like somebody's going to be naturally good at running and you might be naturally good at lifting or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sure. People are going to have other strengths that you don't have, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. You don't, 
I get I get really frustrated with some of the entrepreneurs out there because they take their self gratification over serving over serving and and by doing that they're telling certain people because I can remember what it's like to not believe in myself you know what I'm saying and like dude if if somebody were to tell me well I'm great because I have this great skill I wouldn't I wouldn't be inspired by that I would be frustrated by it I would say well fuck you know, this guy's there because he's he's gifted. He's not there because of that he did anything, you know, that I can do. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't do it. So I might as well go work at White Castles. You're right. You know, and mm-hmm. I I was fortunate enough to have a dad who never fucking gave up. Not only did he not give up on me, he just wouldn't accept anything else. You know what I mean? And and when I was struggling and when I was wanting to sell my business and get out of it or close the business, I would mm-hmm. tell everybody I sold it. He's like, look, man, you're never going to work for someone else. You don't have the mentality to it. And that's true. I don't. I'm stubborn as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've learned to be less stubborn. Yep. But back then, dude, there's nobody in the world that could have tolerated me as an employee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i just grateful for you to, to, to be sending that message, man, because... Well, I'm like you, man. I'm like I'm I'm on this journey with the people that follow me yes. on Instagram, with my people on social media, and all I am is I'm further down the road than you. Yeah. And so I can look back and tell you, here's the wrong turns I took, here's the mistakes I took, here's what I'm struggling with now. And like you said about your dad, my dad did that too. My best friends around me, here's what they bring to me more than anything. They believe in me and they're honest with me, right? And so I want people around me, that's what I want to be for you, like people that listen to this. I want to I want to believe in you and be honest with you. If I told you I was perfect, I got it all figured out, I'm totally confident all the time, I know exactly where I'm going, that's total bullshit. It's not true at all, right? I'm figuring out as I go. I have some recipes and some formulas, but I don't have all the answers. But what I will tell you about this money topic to finish that up, here's the deal. If you're listening to this, you should become the go-to person in your family. Like, you're the go-to dude in your family and with your friends. The story yeah. you just told about your detailing but i'm the go-to man yeah. right like they need something they come to me they yeah. need help support money whatever it is i'm the go-to i've taken on that role that leadership role in my family yeah, i you, can't take you, that on without money hey it's i a, gotta win it, it's an honor it's an honor to be the guy that everybody expects to pay for dinner yeah it is you know of what i'm saying it is. I, I used to think because people will say slow it. on the draw but now no, i get it i no, get it people people they are people come to me and they're like dude do you ever get tired of paying for dinner yeah. Fuck no, I don't get tired of paying for dinner. No, I don't either. It's an honor, man. It's an honor. Yeah. It's, a, and it's an honor to help people like what we're we're talking about right now. Like these are the issues. All the things we're talking about is what the person listening to this struggle with. Faith, right? Mm-hmm. Self-confidence, mm-hmm. money, all these different things is what I, they actually struggle with. And it's we're just like you. We do too. Right? I just want to say, guys, too, you don't hear me say this very often, but this is somebody that you should be following. This is somebody that you should be learning from and emulating and Dude, the content that you're putting out is amazing. Thank you. It's very, I learn from it every day. Okay, it's so, so easy to watch. Yeah. Too. So I just want to say, I just it's a sexy voice, man. It it's a sexy Ed Milet voice. <laughs> so the Italian so, uh, face for radio. Thank you. <laughs> so, dude, <laughs> welcome to the club. Hey, I I, don't, I think we all qualify for yeah, that. I'm pretty sure. I'm just brother. saying. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but I I'm just saying, guys. This this is somebody. This is a guy who has built something real. He's not somebody who's making his money from selling info products or courses and ha- and by the way there's nothing wrong with that as long as you've done what you say that you're selling right. you know just go to his page give him a follow 
and watch his, watch three or four of his videos and you'll understand what I mean. Spell it out because people are bad spellers. Oh, you can go to Ed Milet, E-D-M-Y-L-E-T-T on Instagram. And then uh, I've got edmilet.com. i got a YouTube channel too. And I'm going to put out tons of content. You're about to be on one of my programs. Tony Robbins has been on there. Grant Cardone. We're getting ready to speak at 10X together We're gonna too. We're going to do 10X together, yeah. which I'm excited about. i got a lot of my athlete buddies are going to be coming on too. And then just like me, on this journey, here's the tips. Here's the things I've learned. Here's the things that help. Dude, here's I love I your think. Instagram videos, man. Thanks, like, man. They're only a minute long, but like I get a lot of out of them like yeah. thank you like uh the one that we the one that i really liked uh was the one that you talked about uh the transfer of, of energy transfer of energy yeah. dude that spoke to me so much because mm-hmm. i i feel like that's one skill that every i feel like i've, I've mastered you, it i was like, gonna tell you you mastered yeah. that like the my attraction to you in this space <laughs> Your contents, first off, it's real stuff that's applicable that you can use, right? Like, I don't like guys who just repeat themselves all the time. Yeah, yeah. So your stuff's real. But it's not even what you're saying. It's your energy. It's like, dude, like when you speak, I move. Like I'm something in me's altered or different when you finish the sentence than before you started it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get people closed, persuaded, and moved. Dude, that's the energy. ultimate compliment, by the way. It's true. Thank you. Okay, I, true. I I feel like that's something that all of you listening could improve on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I say that because I can improve on it. Even being where I'm at. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, If you can master, and I don't even know why the fuck I'm going down this road, but it's just something that you said. It Mm -hmm. it comes off the video. It was a great video. Thank you. He he sent it in a group text immediately to like three of us. I sent it to the whole company. I sent it to the whole company. I sent it to all the group. I have like 10 group texts for all the companies. I sent to everybody. Thanks. Dude, if you guys can master the transfer of enthusiasm, just, just pick... It feels weird at first. So let it me, does. can I tell my story? I want to tell my story. This is my fucking show. I do what I want. Do it. I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> do so, it. He's dude, asking permission yeah. on this show. So, <laughs> yeah, I give you permission. This is, a, this, is, this is a good testimonial. This is my testimonial to enthusiasm. When I started in business, when, when we got enough money to do our first radio ad, I, I didn't have anybody to do the ad. So I had to do it. I didn't know how to do a radio ad. So I wrote what I thought was a good script. I went into the radio station to record it, okay? I I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I started reading the script. I'm like, hey, everybody, this is Andy from Supplement Superstores. <laughs> like, we sell supplements. Like, I swear, that's how bad it was. That's awesome. And so I had this guy, I had this guy and it's kind of ironic considering what the fuck I do now, yeah, right. which is how I'm known is by the podcast. <laughs> but I had this guy, and I'll never forget him. His name was Bear. All right. And, and bear was very, very gay. All right. And listen, and his, it's no coincidence that his name was bear. All right. Uh, he was a bear. He's like, you know, a, a beard, like, you know, what gay guys like in a bear. If you're gay, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. So anyway, what is he talking about right now? Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, you know what I'm talking about. So, so anyway, yeah. so, so this dude was very, very gay. But he was the fucking best dude ever. And he, mm. this dude impacted me, okay? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. He impacted You're you. You're fucking fired. <laughs> All right. If you make a video clip out of that, I will beat your ass. Oh, that's going in the black hole. All right. So, that's anyway, awesome. so after. I don't know he, what it says about me that I immediately picked up on what after, you were saying. After he impacted me. <laughs> All right. No, for real, though. Dude, bear, I'm reading the script and I'm like, hello, this is Andy from Supplement Superstores. You know, terrible. I'm doing a terrible job. I'm a fucking wreck. He fucking grabs me and he and he impacts me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so bear, bear looks at me and he goes, look, dude. He goes, I'm just going to do you a favor right now. And I'm like, okay. He goes, you fucking suck. 
And I'm like, all right, well, where's the fucking favor? Mm. And he's like, look, you got to be loud and you got to be loud and queer and you got to get in the microphone and you got to, and like he starts raising his voice and getting excited. He's like, you got to do it like this. He goes, because people respond to emotion. People respond to energy. People respond to what you put out and what you put out through your voice is going to become your ultimate skill. This fucking guy told me that. Mm. I never saw him ever again in my life. Sure. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> Can't yeah, see well, people who are behind yeah. you. One nighter. Yeah, I never, I never saw him. <laughs> I felt him. But look, so this this guy fucking says that, and 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 I immediately I try to I try to do it right. I try to like up my enthusiasm. And the ad still sucked. Okay, but I always remember the conversation, yeah. and I always remembered it every time I went in to record a hundred more ads and a hundred mm-hmm. more ads and a hundred more ads. And eventually, guess what? All you motherfuckers listen to me because I'm good because Bear, who impacted me, told me how to be on the fucking microphone. (laughs) But the point of what I'm trying to say here is this. Enthusiasm can make up for anything else. Huge. And by the way, the reason you're good now, just not to interrupt you, but here's the reason you're good. The reason you're better at than you were in the beginning is that because you really are inspired, you really are to have energy. You can't transfer to somebody that which you don't experience or you don't have. You can't give me what you don't have, right? So this can't just be a technique like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be enthusiastic. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk like Andy. Right, you have to come from, you got to do it your way. It may, your enthusiasm may be by getting quieter. Right. Hey man, let me get serious with you for a minute. Yeah. Right. And like you dial it that way. It's gonna be your way. So you can't but it's gotta come from here. Here. It's gotta come yeah. from you and you give it to me. And from pe- your heart. by the way, if you really have it, like if you really believe in what you're doing, your product or whatever it is, you really feel it, you can transfer it to me. But you have to be conscious of doing it. It can't be just like a speech, right? There's all different ways to transfer energy to people, but you can't give them any if you don't have it, because that's what energy is. It's moved. The reason you're a great speaker, just so you know, bro, I just want to tell you this. There's a difference between being motivational and inspirational. Huge freaking difference. Yeah. Motivation is like you just say words to play to people's motives. Five seconds later, they don't forget about it. You got it. it. Yeah. Inspiration is you've done something in spirit. That's the root of inspiration. It's in spirit. It's like that's energy. You want you don't want to be motivational. You want to be inspirational. I actually get I actually get, I actually get irritated when people say that to me. Oh, me say, too. oh he's a motivational, a motivational speaker. speaker. I hate it. I hate it because I'm not. But yeah. I am, I hope I am inspirational. My delivery is motivational. Right. My my information is practical. Yeah, well, that's very true. But yeah, you. yeah, very true. I mean, that's I don't pride myself to try. People are like, oh, you're so motivating. I'm like, fuck. Before we get that. too far off of, uh, I, can I introduce a thread from the earlier statement or the earlier conversation about uh, dreams, yeah. having dreams and visions? Yeah. So you were mentioning his videos on his IG, but there's some incredible videos on your website too. And one of them, you, you talk about dreams and visions. And I love the way that you talked about the importance of having a dream because whenever you try to do something great, mm-hmm. you're going to have an adversity and you need a dream to sustain you through Pulling that you adversity. Through yeah. So yeah. why don't you talk a little bit about that? And then and I also love how you talked about dreams being like a muscle like uh, once you accomplish one it gets bigger and bigger and the way you start becoming like a, a dream maker yep. you just so talk about that because well, I just, thought that was incredible well the dream part of it you can call it your vision your outcome whatever you want to call it I use the word dream in that particular video but the big thing is this is that you got to have something pulling you somewhere without you having to think about it all the time right so uh, dreams there's two things that move you in life only two things so if you're like hey I want to right now I'm not inspired how do I get inspired I'll give you the I'll, let me distill it down I'll tell you how there's only two things that inspire you literally two in the world your dreams like things you want to do and the second one is other people 
Those are the two things, your dreams and other people. It's what we've been talking about today. So if you go, I don't know how to get, you get in touch with what do I want, what are my dreams, and who are the other people I want to do it for? Because most of you won't do all that much shit for yourself. But someone you love that you care about, your dad, right? Like your family, your children, your grandchildren. If you can get in touch with that, now you're in spirit. Now you're inspired. So those are the two things you must obsess on is your dreams and other people. Because the world's feeding you constantly. Distractions, put-downs, haters, failure. You're going to have 99% of that. If you're not feeding into your mind, in your heart, those two things, you're going to get eaten alive all the time. And then as in terms of dreams, like what you said about a muscle, it, you've already watched this. My first dream was to have a freaking jet and three mansions, right? My first jet is I wanted to get out of debt and get financially independent. That was my first one. Then I caught that one. And it's like anything you build, I caught that one. It's like a muscle that got bigger and bigger. All of a sudden now it's like, and you're this way too. It's almost scary. When you start getting that muscle built or that vibe built, you can almost point your mind at something dude, like a weapon almost. Dude, you're like, boom, I pull it I have to now. be careful. I say this to people. So when I said about the law of attraction, like I have to be fucking careful what I focus on. Like I have to be careful what I focus on. I love you, dude. This Do is what I talk about all the time. If, I, if I'm, I've got that muscle now built so much over the years yeah. that if I start wanting stuff I shouldn't want, I get that too. <laughs> By the way, which includes problems. Like that's one thing you successful people out there. It's like you start worrying about stuff and thinking about it, you will literally draw that stuff into your Bro. world when you become more of an attractor of Bro, stuff. If Same I get thing in, with if me. I get in that fucking worry mode, like because like you and I are both we both don't want to be broke again. Yep. So I guarantee you, you have this part of your brain that worries about it. I do and and dude when i start fucking focusing on that yep. that's when all the bad shit in my business starts happening me too i get this and that and this and that and this and then i'm like fuck yep me too i need to get back to focusing on because then that what that does is that puts me in where i'm in like that stress state me too and then i start focusing on the big shit again yep. and the shit gets better that's the contrast so that's yeah. the dream right the big shits are dreams yeah. right so i'm that it's something that if you're not there yet you're going to get there it's like you better early in your life build the muscle of visioning and seeing what you want and getting really clear about who it is you're doing it for because those are the things that will like right now if you have kids if i said picture their faces if i just told you just like you have little kids picture their faces see their eyes see their beautiful face right it's like all of a sudden your whole freaking state change man you moms that are out there if there's any mom, like someone messes with your six-year-old at school you want to see a woman slap somebody back it's mess with her kids right mm -hmm. dads your children or like in our case our parents right or our spouse like you will do stuff for them you'll never do for you because your love for them is actually greater than the shit that gets thrown your way and so that's bigger you got to put things in front of you bigger than this that gives you perspective as you said earlier so that's why i'm big on this dream stuff and feeding that all the time and you're going to see the muscle girl trust me when you start to catch a few you've already seen this before man you didn't you you have all those cars in there each of those was a dream you caught and they were they were easier and easier as you did it the first one was the hardest one to get so yeah. it's a matter of building that muscle dude that and when you <clears throat> on a on a positive note when you build that that muscle as you say it because mm. this is a great way to put it it mm. does work just like that when you build that muscle man i first of all i know i can do anything mm -hmm. like i I truly believe it. Like yep. when I talk to people and they say, hey, Andy, what are you doing? What are you going to do with First Form? I'm saying, I'm going to make it into a multi-billion dollar brand. Yep, you will. Yeah, I don't even, it's like, you you can't know it because you can't feel what's inside of me, but my confidence in that statement is so strong. It's like, I don't even doubt it. And when you can get to that point because you've done it over and over and over again, and I know you're the same way too. Yep. Dude, you're you know you've got some power, man. You got it. And you start believing in that. You start and you said about building confidence. That's one of your favorite talks mm -hmm. to get to give. That's confidence. Big time. You know, when you can look at something, you say, fuck, I can do that. I'm gonna do that. Exactly. I'm I'm I am going to do that. Guess what? I'm gonna do that by this time. And mm -hmm. you you don't doubt it. 
mm-hmm. now you're in some serious shit. I, yeah. I, I think it's cool. Like, um, I think it, the whole journey of entrepreneurship and success, financial success. And, and, you know, when I say entrepreneur, you can be an entrepreneur minded person and work inside of a great company and still do very well. The whole journey of that process is, to me is so interesting because of what you learn about how things actually work. And I don't mean how things actually work in a like, you know, there's the secret society out there, the skulls. <laughs> I mean like how things really work. Like when you visualize things and when you think about things and when you you uh, dream things and you go through those processes and then you see them come true. Dude, you know, when you talk about faith, like mm. there's nothing that will convince you. Confirm that your a, faith. Yes, that confirms that there's a higher presence out there that that than that like when you can when you can like that's what i meant by god drawing you closer yeah. to him if you're not a god person the universe drawing you closer the greatest confirmation, confirmation. of your faith is you go wow i thought this i dreamt it i prayed it. here it's it is here wow right it's like evidence of faith and people say well faith means that you have it when there is an evidence well that's not necessarily true there's i can have evidence for my faith right and i can tell you straight up a lot of the victories in my life the things that i've done that i've accomplished has been the greatest confirmation of my faith dude 100%, we talked man. about I talked about this before. I forget what podcast it was, but we talked about how, um, you know, belief, the work is going to come before the belief, which also ultimately creates the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to believe in the beginning. You're not going to. So you just have to trust somebody that tells you, hey, motherfucker, you got to do this, this, and this. You got it. And you got to go out mm-hmm. and do it. And and eventually you'll start to see a result. And then yeah. you'll start to develop a little belief. You do a little more work, a little more belief, a little more work, a little more belief. Eventually you get to the part where you just have faith. Yeah. By the way, you just hit the hardest part because we're going to be we don't have that much time. I just want to say this to everybody too because I just see you just nailed it and you talk about this all the time. People love to think and believe and have faith. They don't love to work. Yeah. And so the bottom line yeah. is the element of this that's the separator. Yeah, is the bottom work. line is freaking work is yeah. out grinding, out hustling, busting your tail, doing more. The secret of doing that is two things. A, if you outwork everybody, you've put in more reps, more work. You're just more likely to win. But there's a huge gut reason for it, and that's this: you'll never, ever, ever in your life get more out of anything than you think you deserve or you're worth. And so one of the things when you're doing stuff no one else is willing to do over and over and over again, this weird thing starts happening to your mind where you go, I am doing shit no one else is willing to do here. And what starts to happen, you don't even know what's happening, you go, and so I deserve, I'm worth more than other people. I deserve stuff they're not getting because I've been doing shit forever they're not willing to do. That's how you build self-confidence. Like self-confidence is built starting, foundation. You go, I wanna be more self-confident. It's really simple. Okay, the foundation of self-confidence is you keep promises you make to yourself. Dude, you tell yourself you're going to do something and you do it. You tell yourself you're going to do something. It's get up at a certain time. Go to the gym at a certain time. Make a certain amount of phone calls. When you start doing stuff you tell yourself you're going to do, you start to have self self-confidence is self-trust. When I meet a dude like you who's super self-confident, I don't think it's ego. I think this dude has a track record with himself of keeping promises he makes to him. He can trust him. That's what self-confidence is. So if you mirror up self-confidence and you have some kind of faith you're a deadly weapon in business man yeah you have both things you can't just have faith in Dude, some external and that can go thing for you the have guy, to trust yourself that can go for the guy sweeping the warehouse you got two guys who sweep the warehouse the guy one guy sweeps it better every day and also by the way he breaks down the boxes also by the way he helps the other guys pack the boxes also by the way he uh he he pulls all the tape off of all the floor the spots yeah. on the floor He's doing more than the other guy. Eventually, when he does more than the other guy, he's going to believe he's better than the other guy. Boom. That's okay? right. When he starts believing he's better than the other guy, guess what? 
He goes to the, his superior and he says, hey, you know what? I deserve to make more money than this guy. Yeah. The reason that you guys have problems making money and moving forward and asking for raises and you feel guilty is because you know you're not any fucking better than what you're getting. That's right. So when you go in to – when you if you were to go ask for a raise right now, could you do so without feeling nervous about it? Mm. If you feel nervous about a raise, it's because you know that you don't fucking deserve the raise. Mm-hmm. When you deserve the raise and you know you deserve the raise, you should have no problem looking at somebody in the face and say, dude, I'm doing this, 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 and this. That motherfucker ain't doing it. I deserve more. Yep. And you know what? You're not going to have a problem asking for more. You don't. Oh, if you live in the United States, you made a good example about somewhere else. I'm just telling you, if you live in the United States... You will eventually get out of everything, eventually, what you think you're worth. That is a fact, okay? As a fact. And so where you are right now, it's hard to accept this, but it's what you think you're worth. And the more and more you start putting in the effort, start keeping promises you make to yourself, and you do it long term, man. You don't have a one-week track record with yeah. you, but you got a three-year, a five-year track record with you. You are going to start to get what you think you're worth. You're going to start to get with you, what you deserve. I love uh, – you probably do this too – I have this like radar for self-confident world-class people at anything. Like I, you, you know the difference. You have an average server in a restaurant and some extraordinary lady. You're like, yeah. man, this lady's yeah. aw-, and she knows she's awesome yeah. at it in that area. She might have self-confidence when she leaves the restaurant, but, but in that space, that. she freaking owns it. She's yeah. awesome. Or school teachers at, at, at school. Or there's a difference when you walk into a doctor's office. I'm gonna tell you right now. We've all had an average doctor, and you walk in, this this woman or this dude is extraordinary. They got this different confidence that emanates from them because they've been keeping promises they make to themselves. They've been doing stuff no one else is willing to do for a long time. That's the formula. Hell 100%. yeah. Dude, the other thing I want to hit on that too is like there's like these – this is a popular thing for people to say, especially on the Instagram these days. Know your worth. You know what, motherfucker? Mm. If you if you if people around you don't know your worth, you're probably not that fucking good. That's right. If you got a post on the internet, know your worth in some meme and talk about how nobody knows what you're worth, that's because you ain't worth nothing. You haven't shown anybody anything. Yeah. You haven't ex- you haven't uh, shown people that you are worth that. So if you have to wonder about what you're worth, you're worth what you're fucking worth. <laughs> you're right. We were talking about earlier before we got on air about Tom Brady. I promise you when that dude walks on the practice field with the Patriots, he doesn't need to know his worth or put a meme out about what he's worth or explain to everybody's worth. My, he's biggest, worth. Fucking pet peeve, my exactly. biggest pet peeve about people is when they say, oh, it's time people, I got around people that know my worth. Motherfucker, everybody around you knows your worth. That's right. You're worth what the fuck you're worth. You're the one that's out of line with what you're worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, dude, when you're worth something, everybody fucking knows it. And by the way, when you're worth something, you don't ever feel the need to, to tell, tell everybody. Them. You have to tell them. The mm-hmm. fact that you're telling them means you don't really believe it. Know your worth. Yeah, you're covering Get up for something. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, you're right. You're worth what the fuck you're worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you really feel about that? Uh, dude, it's the most annoying meme on the face of the earth. No. Know your worth. What the yeah. fuck does that even mean? Know your worth. Right. Everybody knows what you're worth. You're worth the fuck you're worth. You're not you're not exhibiting your whatever you think it is that you're worth, or otherwise you would be getting what the fuck you, you think you it. deserve. You have it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, where are we at, Tyler? Hour fifteen. We got time 15. to talk about your wet panties. <laughs> Who says I'm wearing panties? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. oh well, I will take I will take the joke of the day for being impacted by bear so heavily by bear yeah that was awesome <laughs> bear got me hey i'm not ashamed of it man there ain't nothing wrong with that bear helped me out now i'm a world-class podcaster because bear told me to be queer you know what bear you're the fucking man or God the lady whatever bear. the fuck you want to be god bless bear yeah dude 
I've had an awesome time, man. Me too, man. I really appreciate you, not just for coming on, but just as a fucking human. Like, the world needs more humans like Ed Milet. Feelings are mutual, brother. I mean, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, you being transparent with who you are, dude, it just resonates with me so much because people need to know that guys like you who are, you know, killing it and just murdering it financially, we're human, man. Mm -hmm. We struggle. We have to figure things out. And we figured things out a little bit. There's a ton of shit that we don't know. There's, Dude, we know f- far, far... What am I trying to say here? We know about this much, yeah. and there's far more that we don't know. And mm-hmm. I think you guys have to understand that nobody you look up to financially has it all figured out, okay? We're just willing to figure it out. And I... I want you guys to follow him and I want you guys to see what he's saying. I want you guys to absorb his content because it's one of the very, very few people that I truly respect that's putting out good information um, about what it takes, man. And 90% of what it takes is, is mentality and it's how you see things and it's how you, you know, react and how you do things and how you think about things. And, and I just, I just think that there's too many people out there that are trying to be the quote unquote master guru of this without letting people know that like, Hey dude, mm-hmm. I struggle with this. Yeah. I have this issue. And Ed is one of these guys. So thank you for being that way. So we'll are you put, brother? Thank you. We'll put links to your Instagram cool. account. Are you on Twitter? I am. Okay. So yeah. we'll put Twitter, Instagram and his uh, website for those of you great. who didn't Thanks, catch man. everything. I had a great time today. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thanks brother. Thanks man. Guys, if you guys would like the podcast, if you if you enjoyed the podcast, if you got something out of the podcast, please bring us a friend. You know we don't market this. We're not selling you anything. Bring us a friend. Click click subscribe and help 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 a couple brothers out. <laughs> Especially Tyler, he needs help. I need help. <laughs> I need to be impacted. And Bear, if you're Bear, out there, Bear, if you're out there, I love you, man. <laughs> love you so much. Bear will impact you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked. All right, guys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>